Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Geeky Dinks. This week we're continuing our conversation about gaming by kind of talking about what we're playing now. Uh, yeah, so um, as you know, I'm not a super huge gamer, so the fact that I can weigh in on this conversation is kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, you started playing a lot more recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially since your mom surprised you with a PS5 for your birthday. I know, and I, you know, it's one of those things where I was like, I was excited because I had it, but then I was like, but I took on this extra job so I could afford it. Right. And now I don't have time to play it. (laughs) I found time, though. Yes, you did. I found time. (laughs) And you were very gracious with sharing it with me. I was. I was. Because, you know, obviously, I know you have games you want to play as well. And the PS5 has some, or the PlayStation in general, has some games that are just exclusive. Right. You know, not that um, Hogwarts Legacy was. but Right. Um, it's just one of those, like, when you get a new system, you want to play it, regardless of what it is. (laughs) Right, yeah, you want to see how pretty all the new things are. Right, and the two games we got, being Star Wars um, Survivor and Hogwarts Legacy, were both very visually pretty games. Yes. So, it was like, I want to see how pretty it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we, um, we hadn't really had a current-gen system like right near the beginning of it coming out like the ps5 has been out for a couple years now right but it's still there isn't like a p a ps6 on the horizon right right so the fact that we have the newest one of playstation at least is kind of a milestone for us Right. Um, because I had always been like one behind, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I had the 360 when it first came out just because I wanted to play all those new games and I could afford the basic system at the time. Um, but I didn't get an Xbox One until way later. Right. And that's how mine had been. Like, I didn't get my PS3 until the PS4 had already come out. And I got the Fat Boy, which was the first iteration of... The PS3. So they had already made Slims. They had already made other ones that made the Fat Boy cheaper. Right. But I wanted that one because it was backwards compatible for all my PS2 games. <laughs> so I'm, I'm big into the backwards compatible because I do buy the physical media. I want to be able to play it. Right. That does kind of bring up the part about consoles. They've started bringing out kind of updated versions of the same console Mm -hmm. within the generation. So it's like a PlayStation 3.2. Right. Or a 3.6 or something like that. Where, yeah, like you said, they slimmed it down or... Mm -hmm. um, I think they had another version of the first PlayStation that was a smaller version because they're able to innovate the technology down a bit. Right. um, And make it more efficient, which is probably one of the best things about Sony, Mm -hmm. is that they're able to streamline the whole process so quickly that this is kind of what they do. It's their bread and butter. It's, you know, like they create technology pieces for in-home use. Right. Whether it be TVs, like we just got the new one. Yeah. Um, It's also one of the newest uh, TVs we've ever owned, too. (laughs) Also kind of... Moving up in the world. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of brought on because of that's the console. True. Well, and that's that was kind of the nice thing about that is that because the console was given as a gift, the money that I was making to save up for the console and the game then got used for a newer TV. 
Right. I mean, technically, that the TV we had, which we'll just say is a 45-inch, you don't even have to say how old that is, it's a 45-inch TV, <laughs> but it was old enough that it could have been one of our kids. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? The, like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was 15 years old, yes. Right. That's what I mean. Like, it, but it, it was, was almost a an Samsung, adult. Samsung, and it was still holding its own. No, there was nothing wrong with it. It's just, it wasn't a smart TV. It was super teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. I couldn't read that. But that's my biggest struggle because of where everything is um, oriented in our living room. Is is that I can't hardly read the closed captioning of games. They're right. like, look on the map. I'm like, yeah, and I have to stand up every time I do <laughs> that because I don't know what that symbol is. It looks like a circle with a blah, blah in the middle. That's what yeah. it looks like to me. <laughs> Just a blah. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Is that a landmark? Is that a you know in Survivor? Is it a seed? Is it a treasure? Is it? I don't know. I can't tell. It's tiny. <laughs> now I can tell. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's so nice. And the funny thing is, this TV comes with the ability to um, magnify mm-hmm. text. So if you needed to, you could make it bigger. I, I don't need to, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, I don't need to. But no, it is really nice because because it's a Sony TV and we're using the PlayStation, it just kind of, they play together so nicely. It's like when you have an Apple product working with an Apple product, that it's just seamless. Well, I mean, Apple doesn't work with anything else. Well, it does. They've made things so that they're Apple compatible. It's just, it's not as easy as if it was just Apple to Apple. It's literally Apple to like oranges, literally. (laughs) And you just like, you're connecting them together. Like, yeah, they're both fruit. (laughs) You know, like, yeah. But no, it's it's really nice, and I've been enjoying. You know, I finally did get started on Hogwarts Legacy. Um, that one for me, because I'm not, you know, like you said last time, you know, the the girl who started gaming later. A lot of that game is not intuitive to me. Yeah, and and that is where I'm struggling. So I'm like, I see this thing, and I should be able to do something with it, but mm, I don't <laughs> know what to do. Yeah, the um, I wanted to tell you at the base of those Leviosa statues, mm-hmm. there's a little Leviosa sign. Oh, like, so you would know to do that. Oh. Like if you, <laughs> if you, I mean, if you look at the, you have to be very observant with all of the little You saw things. that on the small TV? Because you started playing on the small TV. I think at the very beginning when you come upon those, uh-huh. he says like, oh, I should try to cast Leviosa on this or oh, something Oh, I don't like think that. Glenn ever said that. Oh, okay. But on the big TV... I did see that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, there's no way you saw that on the well, little TV. I, I think I may have been looking for it just so I could show you oh. or point it out to you. And that's when I did see it. Mm. But that is one of those games that requires you to be very observant with everything because there are a lot of little puzzle elements. Yep. I finally figured out the, um, I finally found my little cheat sheet for like the, the rooms that have like the little spinny thingies. You know, like when you make them show up on the door and it's got the little triangle with like the symbol and a number. Oh, yeah. I finally found the sheet of paper. I was figuring it out before that. I was just like, this one. Nope. This one. Nope. <laughs> this one. I was there for a minute. So, oh. um. But I finally found the paper that gives you the cheat sheet. But there's a lot because every part of the controller does something. So it's not just press the trigger, press this, press X, press whatever. It's, hey, make sure you tap, you know, L3 or L1 and then press X or you know, there's a lot of right. complicated things where my brain is like, I think I got to a certain point last night where I was like, I can't, I can't. I was trying to do the, uh, the dueling, the wizard, the Oh, wand. the crossed wands. Crossed wands. Yeah. I was trying to do that and my brain just couldn't do it anymore. I was like, <laughs> forget it. I'm going to go to Star Wars and I'm just going to physically 
beat up some stormtroopers with a lightsaber. <laughs> and I did, and it was it was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, because I'm the person who grew up and enjoyed, um, you know, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, fighting games and racing games were my thing. To me, Hogwarts Legacy is fun, but I'm never physically, like, touching. something. Yeah, it's, it's from afar. And it's yeah, it's with your bad. wand. <laughs> it's kind of, it's not quite a shooter-style game, because you don't necessarily have to aim. You can. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to. Um, and it's a little bit easier. You just like turn the stick and it just right. changes to your opponent. Um, but I've never been good at shooting games because I, I want to physically just grab the person. And, and I don't know. It's I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the barbarian style in me, right. I guess. I want to physically grab things and just beat the crap out of it. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, yeah, I'm going to walk outside, jump on my broom and fly around. I don't have a broom yet. Oh, so yeah. I can't do That's that. a lot of fun. I know. I can't do that yet, but I'll get there. But I think for me, um, having played Fallen Order on the PS4, I'm tempted to see what it looks like on the PS5. Oh, yeah. Because it is backwards compatible. And now that we have the nice TV, but at the same time, it's not as open and... I don't yeah. want to say complicated, but it's not as in-depth as Survivor right. is. Yeah, uh, I don't know that I can go back. Well, Fallen Order <laughs> is a lot more streamlined. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's much more about telling this specific story. Which I love, because it's a good story. Right. Whereas Survivor is more about building the world of mm-hmm. um, this era of the Empire. Right. Like, we get to see Jedha at a different point than when we saw it in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, so we saw a younger Saw Gerrera, um, Forrest Whitaker's character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to see a different Coruscant, too. Right. Than we've seen in any of the shows, except for, I think, Mandalorian. Yeah. So it's kind of in that well, vein. Well, Mandalorian is post-Return of the Jedi. Oh, so it's before that. But, I mean, you still get to see it. You right. Know. Yeah. Seeing different areas of familiar areas is usually pretty cool. Um, I'm very interested in seeing what the next chapter of Cal's story is going to mm-hmm. be because, it, like you said, it's supposed to be a trilogy. They're saying it's supposed to be um, a trilogy. But we're also getting this other thing. You were watching the trailer for it this morning. So what I was watching this morning, I'm not sure what it was. Okay. <laughs> because when I looked at the video clip, it was like an hour and a half long. Oh, wow. So it was either a movie, a fan-made movie, mm-hmm. or something. And someone said that the beginning of of it was a clip from Eclipse, like you had right. said. So I don't know exactly what we're they're doing with that, but it would be really cool if that kind of played into. I, I like seeing, especially in video games, seeing the story that we know already, you know, the Skywalker saga. Right. And this still kind of plays in. Like, you know, we've seen in um Fallen Order, I mean at the very end when you're de- you know, fighting the second sister, in comes Vader. Right. And you're like, I know that character. <laughs> you know, like, what? I mean, it was probably overhanging the whole story up until that point, because mm-hmm. you know Vader is alive and a thing right, right. now. So... For them to have a story set during that time mm-hmm. and have so many characters that are connected to Vader, right. <laughs> but not have Vader show up. Would be like an intentional, we didn't do it. Yeah, like it, and also we would have been so pissed. 
Oh, totally. And I'm I'm kind of sad that my version of Survivor is glitching right now because I can't get any more bounties. Because supposedly once you get all the bounties, you run into Boba Fett. Oh, okay. So here's yet another character we're aware of. And I have like... Spoilers, by the way. Well, I mean, it was a spoiler for me when I got to the credits and it's like, here's the voice actor for Boba Fett. And I was like, oh, what? What Boba Fett? I didn't see a Boba Fett. What? It kind of stinks when the credits spoil a character. But I mean, it still hasn't because I don't know how oh, I come into true. him. So he exists kind of like, you know, if I was seen, you know, Vader in uh, Fallen Order, I'd be like, oh, he exists. I just didn't see him. Everyone was talking about the big white spider on Kashyyyk. Right. And I'm like, I never saw that. I just didn't go that way because yeah. I don't follow spiders into a creepy <laughs> jungle area. If they're going to go in, I'm going the other way. Yeah, these games are so big that you can avoid entire areas and still mm-hmm. complete the main story, but you found out with Survivor that there is so much more that that you hadn't explored yet Mm -hmm. and it's still progressing side bits of story Mm -hmm. after you're done with the main, but um, the fact that when when you finish the story, you go back and there is more than just collecting all the stuff you hadn't found yet. Right, you can still have conversations and some of these conversations are still related to the story. Like, there aware of the changes that have come throughout the story that you're talking to them about, even though your main story's over. Which I thought was really cool, because I thought it would just be, oh, hey, random stuff. Mm -hmm. But they're actually directly talking about what happened. And then if you go travel to a different planet, they'll bring up something like, oh, you know, I remember when this happened and blah, blah, blah. Right. You're just like, that's so cool, because they could have totally skipped that. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested to see how it differs when I play through it because you know I'm gonna, like, be searching for all the side I things know. first before I, I get to the very end, the final confrontation. Yep. Like, I'm not gonna spoil that bit. Right. But that final boss, I feel like, should be at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it should, but I don't think it will be because there's still so much to do because I highly doubt. Now, you might be a different breed of gamer. (laughs) Um, But I highly doubt you're going to get all the droid upgrades to know where things are. Yeah. Um, Like when you're collecting seeds. You have to go through all of the um, Jedi uh, temples uh, trial things in order to get a certain upgrade. You have to go through um, certain parts that aren't available that unless you are deliberately avoiding the main story, yeah, you're probably not going to get to it. Probably. I mean, I mean, sometimes I find myself just clearing out <laughs> an entire area of a map that I can do. If I find that I can do everything in an area, then I do it. If I find something that I can't do yet, I move on because I know I'm going to have to come back. But see, that's the thing is you don't have to. I found that. Like, so you'll get an upgrade mm-hmm. um, that allows BD to do something different, but you don't have to ever go back to that area. But I know I'll want to. Right. I know you'll want to, but you may forget that, oh yeah, there was that thing that I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found myself doing that a lot. I was like, oh yeah, that was that area that I couldn't get to because I didn't have XYZ or whatever it is. Right. Um, or couldn't figure it out, you know, at the time what it was I needed to do. Because again, it's not intuitive to me yet. It's one of those, why well, can't I break this wall? 
<laughs> oh, yeah, I need a landmine. Right. Or a roller mine. Right. Got it. <laughs> and then it takes me about 72 tries to figure out how exactly to grab it and throw it. <laughs> yeah, with all the different, um, like, uses for the same buttons, mm-hmm. it's sometimes frustrating. Yeah. Um, I found myself doing, like, what you said, forgetting about areas mm-hmm. where I couldn't access them um, in Hogwarts just because there was a lock on the door. And up until I could unlock things at level three, mm-hmm. there were so many areas that I was just like, okay, I can't go there. Okay, I can't go there. That's a lot of Hogsmeade. going. A right. lot of it. I mean, it makes sense for the story that people would lock their doors if they lived in town. Yeah. <laughs> but also the fact that you're just unlocking these doors, walking into random people's places and taking their clothes. <laughs> that is kind of weird. <laughs> I also Just random pieces of clothing, not not like full outfits usually. Yeah, just like here's a hat, here's some pants. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Yeah, I um I struggled with going into the restricted library area. Oh yeah. Because I could get away from the people cuz the people made sense, but because the ghosts aren't limited to walls. Oh yeah. That was very frustrating <laughs> to me. And trying to cast a spell in a different direction, like a specific direction, it didn't make a whole lot of sense because they're like, you know, press, uh, what was it, like L2 and R2 and then press another button and then press R2 to like shoot the magic in a dress. I'm like, <laughs> why can't I just hit L1 and hit go? Like, this <laughs> could be so hard. <laughs> I guess just because there are so many spell combinations you Mm -hmm. can do they have to go so deep into like okay you got to do this then this then that yeah and so my brain at a certain point when i get tired but i still want to play it goes it just hit buttons i don't (laughs) know we'll make it happen it's fine that's kind of how i play mortal kombat just smash the buttons yeah thankfully you can still cast a basic attack spell just by hitting the right trigger Mm -hmm. Um, yeah it's going to take you a minute to take anyone out but (laughs) yeah 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 i learned i learned that but yeah if you hold down the right trigger and then hit some specific spell that you've had hot buttoned to one of the main buttons then you can do a lot of damage pretty quick yeah i especially the uh what is it incendio the incendio works pretty um well close up um if you upgrade it it also lets out a ring of fire around oh i haven't been able to upgrade my spells yet okay. so but again i'm still that is a huge game like a mm-hmm. huge well, game you're you probably haven't unlocked talents yet that's when you actually get skill points to i haven't even things. found the merlin games well that's just like a side thing that lets R- you upgrade your um inventory right but i don't even know where they are yeah they're they're out by the <laughs> lake the first uh instance you have to find this lady that's in that's researching them oh, okay and she lets you know what they are and then like you have to activate them by sprinkling some mallow sweet leaves on, on i don't think i have those yet <laughs> she, she gives you some <laughs> okay i was like i don't have those and, either and you can buy <laughs> you can buy seeds from hogsmeade right the I magic do see that. meat, yep. um, and just have them growing whenever you buy some uh, a potting table. No, oh, okay. Yeah, there's a lot. There, it's it's kind of like actual life, like real life. It's mm-hmm. very complicated. Yeah, it's it's a very in depth game. <laughs> I love it. It's great. It's just I know that my gaming capacity is limited when I play that. <laughs> Whereas I could play uh, Survivor for hours until I get tired, and then I. 
I've gotten to a point now where I recognize where my, what's the word, inept ability to play the game comes from exhaustion, just mental exhaustion. Not that the game is hard. It's just, I am too actually tired to play this game right now. (laughs) And I'll just be like, all right, and I'm done. And I'll go to a save point and I'll be done. (laughs) I, I feel like how Hogwarts Legacy feels, at least, not with how complex it is, but how it feels is kind of the halfway point between Jedi Survivor and Dreamlight Valley. You mean as far as speed? Like, as far as, like, (laughs) being kind of a lifestyle game? Oh, so, yeah, because Survivor is very story mode with a little bit of exploring, whereas Hogwarts is... Um, a lot of exploring. A lot of exploring, but there's still a story. Right. And then Dreamlight's just explore. And sometimes we, you get some story. Yeah, we'll get a, a... Although I think they just had an update, by the way. Oh. And we missed it. Well, we didn't miss it, but I mean, like, we haven't updated it yet. Okay. I, and that's sad, because that was one of the games that we were very... We're both very excited. We both mm-hmm. own our own copies of it on right. different platforms. But it's funny because since playing Survivor, it is so hard <laughs> to go back to Dreamlight Valley because I'm like, I want to jump. What's going to happen? I got nothing to do. And let's... <laughs> the pace is so much slower. It's supposed to be relaxing, but I find it frustrating because mm-hmm. I don't have anything to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you eat something, you can at least get into the sparkly... Sprinting. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I mean, that's about the best I can do. Yeah. But yeah, it just... It was so funny because I remember we were both playing it nonstop. Just Dreamlight mm-hmm. Valley. Dreamlight... I don't think I had picked up the Switch to play Dreamlight Valley <laughs> in weeks because any given time I had it was playing survivor. Well, also we um we packed up the switch to travel with mm. and we haven't hooked it back up yet. That's true, but I never played it hooked up because you would play the Xbox oh, to play yeah. Dreamlight. But again, <laughs> imagine the switch on the big TV now. Mario Party. Let's go. <laughs> um yeah, I think I think that's going to be a lot of fun with that. I I almost forgot that we had the Switch too because we just don't play it very often. For me, I think the Switch is most difficult simply because the Joy-Cons suck so bad. Oh yeah. Like Yeah, the drifting is not good. Even on the new ones, the yeah. new ones drift. And I'm like, I haven't even had these but like a month. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what you do, um, they, they're just terrible. So most people will dock it and then get like an actual controller. Oh, yeah. Which is fine. But then now we both can't play Dreamlight at the same time mm-hmm. because it's docked. So I'm like, well, shoot. <laughs> well, there there is that. I think you can get a, an attachment. It's probably like a third party thing. That mm-hmm. is more of a controller feel on the outside of mm. it that you can attach like the regular controllers. I mean, if they don't drift, I will I will do it in a heartbeat. But if it's the same stuff, because, you know, basically instead of I think the old controllers were like a magnetic tracing kind of thing. This is a physical contact. Oh, so what happens is over time it starts to wear and that allows dirt and debris to get in. Mm-hmm. And it's like you would think physical contact would be a better feel. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> I, I still like the Switch. I think I saw something, and I don't know if it's true, but I saw that PlayStation is actually creating like a Switch-style portable console where it's got the screen inside of the controller kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. So I'd be curious if that's what they're actually going to do or if that's something that... Well, they have dabbled in the mobile, um, in like the peripheral console market before right. with the PSP 
um, the PS Vita. Vita. I thought it was the Vista. Mm-hmm. I, I never had one, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. they didn't do extremely well. I think the PSP did actually all right. Yeah, I think but it was like the exception to the rule. <laughs> they, they, they haven't kept up with that um, well, with the new generations. And I think it's hard for PlayStation because when you really think about it, each console is known for something different. So Xbox is really big on like RPG or um, like shooter style games, those kind of things, and online gaming. Like people who online game do it through Xbox. Yeah. Plus they have the Xbox Gold, which people love because you can get those games. PlayStation has that as well, but I don't think as many people talk about it. Um, um, a lot of people have actually been pulling away from Xbox Gold. Uh, mm. Xbox has been trying hard for years to get people to upgrade to the Game Pass mm. um, or Game Pass Ultimate, um, just because it allows you to play all these games in the library for just a, a monthly subscription. Mm-hmm. That works for people who play a lot of different games right. and play through them very quickly. I am one of those people who picks up a game and tends to play through it, or I take a long time to play through a game. Right. Well, adult stuff. Right. Like, I, I don't have <laughs> you know? a lot of time to play a lot of games, so I end up paying for a subscription um, that I'm only playing, like, maybe a game a month. Right. On. Um, I mean, that's not bad if I'm thinking like $15 a game a right. month. It's not terrible. But I'm also not going to be playing a different game every month. Right, right. I think it's cool when, you know, you get those free games that you can download and you get to see different games, which is a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, we just don't have the time we used to. And it's not to say that um, the gaming, what do I want to say? Not that that gaming is changing. It's just that the market that that was good for is people like us who now don't have the time to sit and play on end. I think a lot of people who do that are streaming. So they're on the computer. They're not on a console. Or they're playing on a console that's in front of a computer Mm -hmm. so they can stream it. Right. Yeah. So it's just kind of one of those, it is changing with the generation. I think it'd be cool if they had a, um, again, a tiered subscription where it's like, hey, you can have Xbox um, Gold and that allots you a game a month. Mm -hmm. Or you can have Xbox Platinum that gives you three games a month and you just get the games like you don't have to go in and decide if you want them you just get them and they're available for download and they'll stay there not like if you don't get it by the end of the month because that's the other thing that i hate it's like if you don't download this game by this date it's going to change and it's gone i mean i have kind of found the way around that to be you download the game then delete it if you don't plan on playing it right away oh so it's still in your library so it's like a cloud thing yeah okay so it's not taking up the space Although I did find out that apparently there are USB ports on at least the newer um, consoles that you can add an external and save your games there. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know yeah. you could do that. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, I was planning on doing that with the um, with the Xbox if we hadn't gotten the PS5. Oh. Well, I have a hard drive. Like, I have a terabyte drive. Yeah, me too. Chilling. Yeah. Well, shoot. (laughs) I was so worried I was going to run out of space. Um, Isn't it funny to think, like, back in the day, consoles do, like, 
500 gigs, da da da. You know, right. like, cool. And it's like, now they come with terabyte drives. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, and, and the fact that the 360, the R2D2, has a terabyte drive was a big deal. It was deal a big deal. And I was like, eh, standard. Yeah. Yeah. I think what? They used to only come with like 32 to 50 gigs, and now each game is 10 to 15 gigs a piece. Yeah, something like that. Crazy. Yeah. Or, or they didn't have any internal storage so when you turned off the console that's it that's it do you remember having to put in memory cards mm-hmm. like you know like, which memory card has my right. game saved yeah you kept it? like taking them in and out like no this one just has this that, that all but doesn't have the newest save right of. yeah i think the biggest problem was figuring out whose memory card had all of the smash uh, mm. brothers characters unlocked yep <laughs> that was always a big thing you're like I can bring Smash like yeah but I'll bring my memory card and right. we'll use all the characters yeah. <laughs> that used to be a big deal unlocking all the mm-hmm. characters I remember that I mean it kind of still is now but it's more unlocking all the add-ons for your character right it's more about character customization now mm-hmm. um, taking the same character and making them your own which I've really enjoyed in um, Survivor. Uh, I know in Fallen Order, Cal's option were different colored ponchos. Or no poncho. Or no poncho. And they did they did make fun of that. A poncho is one of the options you can wear now. I think it's funny. <laughs> um, but you couldn't change anything else. You could change the color of the mantis. You could change BD's color. And you could change Cal's poncho. Right. That was it. Um, But now there are so many different looks that Cal can have. And some of them are just ridiculous. (laughs) Like they have one. I haven't bought it from Doma yet, but it's like the mustache that like comes down and connects with his jawline. Just the big, big, long mustache. Like the Fu Manchu. Yeah. Yeah. You can get that. And then they have like the mullet or the the headband one. And I'm just like, really? Just... Really. Now, to be fair, Cal in my game runs around with a freaking mohawk and a goatee. So, <laughs> And you can choose the facial hair to have stubble or no stubble, which is actually kind of cool because it's a whole different look. I think actually the look they were going for with that one you were saying with the long mustache. Was it rainbow? I think it's Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, God. Yeah, I could see either that or... um uh hulk hogan that same was look. yep same look yep, yep. that's <laughs> what i was thinking but it's just kind of funny because it's like really that's that's the look we're going for <laughs> like okay but i do like when i found you can change bd's not only his colors the type of material color and it doesn't have to be from the same palette then you can change the amount of polish then you can change the aging so you can make them look really like ancient or brand new right and you could have them be polished or matte and anywhere in between. <laughs> it's super. And then you can do the same with the saber, too. I love it. Everything I use is ancient or, uh, what do they call it? Uh, aged. <laughs> Well-aged, I think it is. Because <laughs> I just don't like when it looks pristine. It feels weird. Nothing in Star Wars... Should look new. Right. Everything always looks dirty and dingy. And, and that, I think that was a lot of the reason that people were felt weird about the Galactic Star Cruiser oh. in Disney. Because it was new and clean and pretty. And it's like, it's not supposed to be. Right. Yeah, when you're <laughs> when you're at the park, mm-hmm. yeah, everything feels very like aged. Yeah, it feels ancient. Like you you're visiting a well, maybe not ancient, but well, some of it does. Like at least it's all weathered, or it isn't 
like just fresh off of yeah it feels like it's been here a hot minute. yeah <laughs> not fresh off the fabricator you know right because you've got broken statues you got dirty things mm-hmm. and just like rocks piled on each other and you're like well, all right cool right you know? the the text is partially weathered away right um like hieroglyphs yeah, but, but yeah when when you go back up onto the ship quote unquote everything's new it's a star cruiser it feels kind of like it's one of those things that we never really saw in star wars before or something new <laughs> well, or, or something nice. That's true. Just because the closest we got in the movies was a um, glimpse at that casino planet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Cor- Coruscant is sort of like that, too. Um, maybe Bespin to a lesser degree. They tried to up it a bit with the special edition by giving them windows, which was nice. <laughs> you could get a window. <laughs> <laughs> you live in a cloud city. You should get some windows. That's true. You get a nice view. Come on. Enjoy it. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we never really saw a, like, a luxury spaceship. Yeah. Everything had been around a while. It was either military or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, for trade or some sort of business thing. We had never seen just a luxury leisure vessel. That might be why those little, um, that little bike race on uh, Boba Fett felt felt weird. weird. (laughs) Because it's like, here's bright and colorful and shiny. We're like, that doesn't exist in Star Wars. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, we, we're seeing parts of the Star Wars universe we hadn't really seen before, and I guess we were just surprised by mm-hmm. how it ended up looking. Yeah, I think we were maybe surprised and a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, I, I don't know if we knew what to expect, but it wasn't that, and we don't like it. <laughs> You're like, no, not color. <laughs> uh, why? Um, <laughs> but I think that's why they're closing that down and rethinking it. Um, course, I hope so. Of course, we always find our way back to we talking do. about a part it's, or something. It's inevitable because, and honestly, the Galactic Star Cruiser is, in a way, a role-playing game. That is true. It is so it very immersive. Counts. Yeah. And I'm just sad we won't get to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like they'll bring it back eventually as something more manageable, probably more affordable for people. I think they're going to have to make it affordable before they can even retheme it in any way because it just, it wasn't for the fans mm-hmm. at all. It was for the elite. Right. It yeah, it was, it, it was one of those moves that was just like Disney's going to be getting very exclusive. Yeah. But I feel like they're stepping away from that now because Iger's back in, in, <laughs> right, in, right. in charge. And I do like that because I think that means a lot for for everything that's Disney and Star Wars related. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's going to help. And I also think fleshing out these other stories, whether in games or shows, is just making it more accessible for people to to enjoy parts of it. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. And having that live action role playing, that LARPing Mm -hmm. with a Star Wars, like high production value thing. That's awesome. I mean, I I don't know how much people usually pay into doing LARPing festivals over weekends. Mm. I imagine it's usually probably volunteer and you just kind of do it for fun. Right. But you got to rent the space. Right. So... 
I guess in some way there's usually some entry fee, but I guess you would have to ask a LARPer, is the production value that you get in the Galactic Star Cruiser worth the entry fee? Right. You know? Um, and that'll always depend on who you talk to, too. Right. So. Oh, that's the other game we're into. D&D. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of Sorry. making that segue <laughs> into it because... Like, I realized I broke a thought. <laughs> yeah, because I was, I was making my way there. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, because the Galactic Star Cruiser is basically just a very high production LARP event. Yes. We are currently playing Dungeons & Dragons. In a low production <laughs> LARP event. <laughs> but it is one, it, we we actually have to do some improvisation, mm-hmm. some performance ourselves right. in the game to actually make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. There is the roll, like rolling the dice element to it, and it is scripted in some way by the DM, our friend Taylor. Who also has to do a little improvisation when we do something really weird. Right. <laughs> so we've never really, well, I've played it a little bit before. I played through a campaign, but I, I wasn't super invested in it. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing it just because I wanted to be included, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, I, I don't even really remember the campaign all that well. Oh. I just remember that we got put up against two god-forged colossus at the beginning of the campaign, which usually means this is a battle you're supposed to die in. Uh, I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> so we all die. We um, get um, brought back to life by some goddess. Mm-hmm. I think she's the goddess of death. Okay. And set on a mission by her to do something. I don't remember what it was. No, okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm in. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't invested in the campaign after that. I don't think. Um, but there was one after that. I, I had told you before that it was a campaign I wasn't invested in either. I guess if the DM doesn't get me hooked with the story, I'm not going to stick around. I right. guess. Thankfully, we're on an island with dinosaurs. I'm in. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, this will be my first actual campaign. Um, we did like the little mini like one day trial just to see what it's like. And I was like, that was fun. Um, but it's just kind of one of those things that for me, at least, it takes a minute to really understand what's going on. I still don't understand what my character can and can't do or does it really matter. Um, <laughs> I think that's the other thing is I'm looking for the the limits I'm looking for the areas you can't go into mm-hmm. when in D&D there's really not that. There really is no, I mean, you can fall off a cliff, but you can also bust through one too, you know, right. if your character's strong enough. So that's kind of where my brain is having to rethink how I do things. So like, what's your strategy? I'm like, I don't know, chaos. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know what, what, what we're doing. And when they're like, take notes, I'm like, why would you take notes? And I'm like, I wish I had taken notes. <laughs> so I started taking notes last time. Because I was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember why we're there. Yeah. I mean, I, we've said it enough times that I get the gist of it, but I feel like we've paraphrased it so much now that it's not exactly why we're there anymore. <laughs> So uh, a lot of things, when someone in the group reiterates what's happening, my brain goes, I don't think that was it, but I didn't write it down. So, okay, that's what it is. <laughs> so yeah, that's, it's been fun though. Like I've, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, an, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes because we just completed day one. Right. We're doing a lot of mini sessions. Yeah. I, 
I raced on a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Uh, Azora fought, well, didn't really fight, but had to make it past a couple of velociraptors. Yeah, she was thrown in a pit with velociraptors. Um, only way she got out of that was because she was able to scare them yeah. with her ring. Yeah. Um, yeah, she almost died. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, good. What do I have to do to distract? Or I'll just jump in. I don't care. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, we got almost kicked out of a tavern because Thor's is a, a zealot paladin. Yeah! <laughs> but he's so good, though! He's, he's very good so at playing good. the character. Yeah. I love it, I love it. And, uh, I, that's what I, I do love, is that when, when you know someone is in their character, that you kind of forget momentarily that they are their character. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that after day one... I mean, we, we got to level up. Mm-hmm. So now I can go wild shape. Right. Even though I'm so small. So small. I'm a, I'm just a little guy. Look, you can you can get away even better from big bad things that try to eat you. I mean, all the stuff about being... I mean, I guess a halfling with that nimbleness or whatever it is it's one of those race race traits yeah um that i can move through any area um of a creature that's larger than me a larger size Mm -hmm. so if i wild shape into a mouse i could move through any area Mm -hmm. um even i I didn't even have to go wild shape before that because i'm so small i was gonna say you're so small anyway (laughs) Dealing with dinosaurs. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm not as small, but... I'm hoping eventually to turn into an ankylosaurus. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it's a small one, too. Like, I hope you roll, like, a small number and it's like, cool, you succeed at transforming... However, <laughs> you're only as tall as you actually are. Yeah, I know there is that circle of druid mm-hmm. that lets you create some sort of mythical companion. Um, we'll see if I get to do that at some point, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to to flesh out the character a little further. I've been kind of quiet only because I don't really know what I'm doing, and we haven't had a lot of instances where, you know, being a barbarian has been helpful. <laughs> so, just been quiet. yeah. Yeah, all you did was use your whip on Lucy to give your cat back. And it didn't work. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. I'll get it back. (laughs) Yeah, that cat is so cute. I know. I'm so excited. (laughs) But speaking of the future, next week we're going to be talking about the future of gaming, both for ourselves and in general. Okay. Um, Things that we see on the horizon, things that we think might be happening. I know that we like to speculate a lot, and a lot of our speculations have actually ended up coming true. I wouldn't say that we're... um, We're psychics. uh, We're not. (laughs) We are not psychics. (laughs) We are not prophets. We, we may be manifestors if you get into the whole metaphysical thing. That, okay, I'll take that. We'll be we'll be manifesting the future. <laughs> if we believe in it. If you build it, they will come. And, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But tune in next week for the future of gaming. Because... For, oh. I was going to say for us and for games. Yes. <laughs> we are Geeky Dinks. Dinks.